and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, my co-host, Birdsoul. Mr. Birdsoul, how are you? Okay, Adam, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I always start off talking real fast, and then you just slow it down. How, how, was, how was your weekend? It was good. It how was, was your really mother's good. day? Did you, did you treat your mother well? I did. I made a, I made her like a slideshow of uh, old family pictures. Wow, that's very that's creative. Cool. That's and, very uh, creative. I like that. Yeah, because I was thinking about doing it anyway, like scanning all of our old family photos, just because, you know, it's it's nice to have it all in one place, and some of that, digital. some of those binders, yes, right, and some you of those are, you are a are digital falling. guy. You are yes. you are Mister Digital, whereas, fuck the digital. But um, like a lot of those binders are very old and they're falling apart. And it's hard to get the pictures out. Um, and it's also hard to find like what pictures you want if you want to actually look. Sure. So it's nice to have them all in one place. So I'm like starting all, starting to do that. And I turned what I had so far, which is like about 48 pictures into like a little slideshow. It's kind of funny because some of that stuff is like, you know, from before I was born, like when my parents first moved in to our house with my sister it looks so different my dad couldn't even recognize the house Jeez. it was so different Jeez. like the i mean the outside was like all wood and it wasn't painted it wasn't painted white um you know the living room is different obviously the, i re, i recognize the old couch that we used to have but like we it was like we didn't have any we didn't have like a tv set well, we had a TV, but we didn't have like an actual like unit to put it on. Uh, my parents like used old outdoor furniture that they had in Park Slope at the dining room table. It was like one of those you just moved. You don't have any fucking furniture. So it was it was like you had hopped back into a hot tub time machine. That's right. Except instead of going back to the 80s, I went back to 1994. Love that. 1994. Great year. Yeah. What great, great year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Great year. For one half of Madison Square Garden anyway. Terrific year for one half of Madison Square Garden, yes. If only Patrick Ewing would have made that layup. If only. If and only. also John Starks. Prick. John Starks prick. So you, you bring up the discussion of, of, you know, houses, of what they were. So when my parents bought my house... Basically, if you if you could think about it, it's like you have the main, you have like the front part of the house. It's just two levels, but then it extends. You have like the family room, then you have the garage sort of deal. That wasn't there, so there were old pictures of just the house the way that it was, and it's very very weird. But then the story goes. So of course, this is the Basement Talk podcast. We love the basement. It's a great place. It's a place of worship. Some would say. However, before we. Before my parents bought the house, the basement was not finished. So they had to, of course, finish the, the basement. And upon, you know, going into the basement for the first time, <laughs> I don't know if this is a bad thing that I'm saying this, but it's my podcast. I don't care. It says it says explicit on the side so people know what they're getting into when they listen to this podcast anyway. So in the middle of the floor in the basement, there was a pentagram. Really? And, yeah, I swear to God. And on the 
and on one swear of the side. Swear to God, I swear to Satan. Fair point. And on the <laughs> and on one of the, the far retaining walls was just six 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 written all over it and, and everything like that. So yes, the the basement talk podcast might slightly be a little bit demonic, but that's okay. That's actually really funny. Yeah. You never you never know. Well, this is, it was a strange time back in 1992 when uh, when Donna and Ned Senior bought the place. That's so funny because my yeah my parents so my parents moved in in 1993, so it's kind of funny how that works out. You're a part, Adam. You're a part. Yeah. And but, here we are, living happily are. ever after. And then three years later, I was born, and everything everything is better. We so, got we got actual. My parents got furniture. <laughs> that's great news that's great news we love redid upgrading it. the furniture redid, the, redid everything the kitchen looked different too like i could like it's it's crazy how different the house looked but anyway what were you gonna say i was gonna say so i i, I actually thought of you over the weekend i actually ha- i actually had a moment where there was something that i was doing in my life where i said oh my god i'm thinking of adam i uh, usually when i watch baseball when I watch the Yankees and I watch and if the Yankees are doing bad, I usually think of you. Oh, you're too, I think of, you're too kind. I, think of what you're say. I probably am. Yes. And all the expletives that are probably coming out of my mouth. Fair point. My bird is probably so fucking pissed right now. Probably. And you could, you can apply that to Arsenal. You can apply it to the Cowboys. You could apply that to the New York Rangers. You could, you could apply it to the New York Knicks, but the New York Knicks are the apple of my eye right now. Fuck the Los Angeles Clippers, by the way. Fuck Kawhi Leonard. Fuck Ty Lue. Fuck them all. We're the New York fucking Knicks. Brooklyn, watch your fucking back. I know. Kevin Durant, fuck you. Kyrie Irving, fuck you. James Harden, fuck you. We're the New York Knicks. Julius Randle. Julius Randle, best player Show in some York. respect. Not respect. No, no, no. Show some respect. That's right. So back to where I was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Guess what movie was on on Friday? Well, was it? It wasn't Hot the Time Machine, is it? Was it? No. Godfather. No. Star Wars. Which one? Epi- episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. What a line! What, what a, a line. line! Well, in my opinion, the Jedi are evil. Well, then you are lost. God, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's so it's funny because the writing is so bad. <laughs> it, it no, the writing is absolutely terrible. But I literally found it as Leia was getting off of the ship to see Anakin. Wait and a minute. Then... No, it's not Leia. It's Padme. Padme. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why the favorite hell I said Star Leia. Wars movie. And you don't even know who the fuck. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. So when Padme gets off gets off of the ship to see Anakin and Anakin chokes her out, that's the part where I had just started watching. So basically I you, caught the last like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, you unknowingly fast forwarded to your favorite part of the movie. It bingo. Literally, I found it. I saw what part it was on. I was like, I I, I was meant to watch this. Yeah. And I sat I sat there for 20 minutes, just like, oh. Because it, it it is the best lightsaber fight of all time. That's like your opinion, man. It's my correct opinion. 
And any other opinion, is, of course, this is this is America. This is free media. Anybody is entitled to their opinion, but in this instance, any other opinion is wrong. But you are entitled to that wrong opinion, and it's completely okay. So you say that, but it doesn't sound like you actually believe it when you say you're entitled to your wrong opinion. You are entitled to your wrong opinion, absolutely. Who, who, who am I to tell you how to think? Whatever. Anyway, I, I can I'm tell ha- you that you're wrong, but you don't have to believe me. I don't believe you. Okay, well, that's your own stupidity. <laughs> Regardless, I'm happy that uh, you were able to think about me in the context of Star Wars. Adam, I think about you all the time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. You shouldn't know how to respond to that. But you put that one on a T for me. I did. That's what you makes us good co-hosts. I, I know. You should know better. It's been like it's been years. I should know. I should know better. <laughs> that there, there are some moments I actually had. So a listener who actually listens to the show sent me a text the other day and said, you know, there are sometimes when I think Adam should know better to just shut his mouth before you could just run away with anything. <laughs> and I said, I was like, you know, that's a fair point. I agree. It is a fair point. And this is that this is a prime example. Yeah. So what are we doing today, Adam? Uh, we're doing a kind of an interesting show. Oh, it's kind of a mailbag. Mailbag? But yeah, no, it, it's a mailbag, but it's very specific. Like, should, I, should I like break out into song again? Good morning, good morning. It's time to do a mailbag. Good morning, good morning to you. By the way, that 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 song, the mock song, I actually mm-hmm. I took that. I just took that part specifically, and I have that as a little bit. So whenever we do a mock, that song is being played. It's like we have our own. It's like we're actual radio professionals. We have drops. We are actual radio professionals. We have our drops. We have our bits. We have everything. We have a little jingle for when we do mock drafts because we are radio professionals. Correct. Some bigger radio professionals than others. One person on this podcast is a radio professional who has multiple degrees, attended Hofstra University, and is a member of the 1% getting daily emails from the Associated Press. It's been a while since, since you've done one of those. Again, Adam. See the wall? Hit the ball. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I, I'm, I'm surprised. O- I'm, I'm over I'm, it. I'm over I'm, it. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you, 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 oh, oh, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Continue. Anyways. I, I, I like my job security as it is. Anyway, so we're going to do a specific kind of mailbag where people are going to ask us to talk about specific players, and then we're going to give our thoughts on those players. Yeah, we we have a whole bunch. We have a whole bunch. And and I, I know I said that at some point we have to just empty this mailbag because we have so much. But I figured uh, you know, I got basically just went around, got some got some players, some higher end players, some middle of the road players, and even some lower tier players that um uh, that I wanted to that I wanted to uh to discuss. So what I ended up doing was I took four players from each position, so 
four quarterbacks, four running backs, four receivers, and four tight ends. And we're just going to spit shit. Well, that's fun. I mean, it's always nice when we get to, you know, zero in on specific players because we generalize a lot. And I think fantasy football in general generalizes a lot. Yeah, and it was interesting that when I went through, there were there were some players where more than one person had requested that we talk about certain players, um, which I found very, very interesting. So we'll definitely um, be covering those and we'll be talking about where I have them ranked, uh, who I like them more. So we'll be doing a lot of uh, who would you rather haves, things like that. So it'll just be, like I said, Adam and I will be just be spitting shit for the next uh, next 40 45 minutes on on all these uh all these players and uh and trying to uh articulate what we think they're going to be to the best of our ability and then just a reminder before we get in uh adam will be on the basement talk podcast later this week we'll be talking about everything other than football which is going to be super and then jake will be neither can i and then jake We'll be coming on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show on Thursday to do a Dynasty show. So anybody who's playing Dynasty, anybody who's in a Dynasty startup or Dynasty rookie drafts, we'll have that show for you on Thursday. So Adam, you want to uh, you want to get into this? Let's do it. God All damn right, it. So- Tom Brady has a new Twitter profile picture, and it looks and he looks even more evil than before. I love Tom re- Brady. He's such a great guy. He's terrible. He has red glowing eyes like the demon that he is. That's amazing. What a king. What a king. I absolutely love him. Fuck him. All right, Adam. Yep. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to pick a number. One, two, three, or four. I'm going to pick two. Two? Okay, so the first quarterback we're going to be talking about is Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my the number one overall pick. Ironically. Very the, the number ironically. two is Trevor Lawrence. Ironically, number two is Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Um, there were questions that had come in, Adam, about you know what we think about Trevor, where I have him ranked, where we would be drafting him. Is he a viable starting option in fantasy? So have at it. Um, I guess, I mean, the best answer to this question is, I don't fucking know because no, because we don't really have NFL tape on him. But I think that to actually give you an actual answer instead of I don't fucking know, because that doesn't really help anybody. Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence is in a, is in a solid situation in Jacksonville. Um, he is, he is a good cast of weapons um, in DJ Chark, Travis Etienne, James Robinson, Carlos Hyde. And I mean, hopefully they get a tight end somewhere because they that's like the one offensive skill position that they really need at the moment. They drafted Luke Farrell, though. Yeah. The only guy from Urban Meyer's draft class that was from Ohio State. <laughs> what Urban Meyer draft would not be complete without someone from Ohio State? Although they also do have Tim Tebow. True, at least in theory, yes. Yeah, but I think that I mean, if Trevor Lawrence lives up to the hype of being the, be- the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, I think he's going to be really good. But at this point, I don't. Unless you're in a di- obviously, if you're in a dynasty draft, you're going to be drafting him. 
he's going to be in the first round top five picks because he's Trevor Lawrence. And you're like, if you're in a rookie draft, you're going to be drafting Trevor Lawrence. Duh. But if you're in a redraft league, I don't know if I'd be crazy about drafting Trevor Lawrence right now, just because you don't really know, you know that he's going to be good, but I'd rather have a more established option. I wouldn't draft him as a starter. I'll say that. I just want, I want somebody more established and like Matt Stafford or somebody as a star, as my starter. If Trevor, if I have Trevor Lawrence as my backup and he lights up the NFL, then yeah, he's an option, but I wouldn't rely on him per se until we have more tape on, on what he is or who he is as a quarterback. So to answer the, the first part of the question, where do I have him ranked? I have him ranked as the top 15 option. I have him as my 15th quarterback right now. And you made the comparison. Well, everyone's made the comparison to Andrew Luck. This was Andrew Luck's line in his rookie year in 2012. About 4,400 yards, a shade under that. 4,400 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. If you could say to me, that Trevor Lawrence is that, then he'll be worth drafting as a top 15 quarterback. The interceptions will definitely hurt you for sure. I agree with what Adam said, that you cannot be drafting Trevor Lawrence as your one and only quarterback. Like, no, 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 no. Do not do that. But I come back now to this point when people are talking about the rookie quarterbacks and and whatever. People are always so hot to draft rookie running backs and rookie receivers. It's actually the quarterbacks that are that is the position where we see rookies pan out as fantasy picks more times than not. I mean, just look at last year alone. We had three rookies that were starters on most people's fantasy teams and were owned in just about every single league in um, Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert. I was going to say Trevor Herbert, by the way. That that was why the pause. I, I was going to say Trevor Herbert, which oh would have Justin been Herbert with long hair. I can't. can't which do would, it. would have been something. Well, Justin Herbert had the flow when he when he when he came out, which was yeah, nice. not then, Trevor Lawrence's hair. Not. No, 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 no. Nothing is like Trevor Lawrence's hair. Come on. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Those were three guys that were starting yeah. on most people's fantasy teams and were owned in most leagues last year. All as rookies. So I I always say to people, you know what, if there's one position to go out of your way to try and get, it is a rookie quarterback. Now, I think there's a big difference when you just need to analyze situations. Herbert went in to a great situation in Los Angeles, was able to be the starter basically right away, which really helped him and was really just luck, quite frankly, that he was the guy so early on. Uh, Jalen Hurts, when he finally got his opportunity in Philadelphia, that was a great situation for him because he was in an offense where he was able to really show his creative ability. And that's why now we're talking about Jalen Hurts as potentially a top 10 option at the position. And Joe Burrow, former number one overall pick, walked into Cincinnati. We knew this team was going to be terrible. So it presented him the opportunity to show off his arm. There were plenty of established receivers there. You had Joe Mixon out of the backfield, A.J. Green at the time, Tyler Boyd, then T. Higgins popped onto the scene as well. So 
I mean, Trevor Lawrence just analyzed that situation. He has his college running back, Travis Etienne, right behind him. He has James Robinson, who was an 1,100-yard back last year. You have uh, DJ Chark, who a lot of people really, really, really like and think that he has the ability to become a very, very good receiver in the National Football League. LaVishka Chenault is a really sleep popular sleeper pick for fantasy this year. Why? Because people really do like LaVishka Chenault and what he brings to the table. So, and I agree with you, Adam, if you, if you can get Trevor Lawrence, you know, a, a proper tight end and not relying on Tim Tebow or, or, or Luke Farrell to, uh, to be the starting tight end for Trevor Lawrence, you're starting to have something there in, uh, in Jacksonville. So to answer, to answer the question, yeah, I'm completely okay with drafting Trevor Lawrence, as long as he's not your first quarterback, you need someone else to pair him with. Like, I think a great, great guy to pair Trevor Lawrence with. And I think I talk about him. I, I, He's one of these guys that I think we mention on every freaking podcast just to just get it, just to beat it in the heads of people that he's great. That's Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan and Trevor Lawrence, that's a great combination. And you'll probably have to draft Trevor Lawrence first before you draft Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan is a steady, steady, steady play. He'll get you 18 to 20 points every single week. His floor should be 250 yards and two touchdowns every single week with the potential for more because now he has a brand new shiny new toy in that offense in Kyle Pitts. So if you could tell me you're drafting Trevor Lawrence and Matt Ryan, that's fine. I'm, I'm completely good with that. So we'll do a little uh, would you rather. Okay, let's do it. Trevor Lawrence or Daniel Jones? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is easy. I just wanted to get on the defense, the uh, skins of giant fans. God. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence or Kirk Cousins? Oh, boy. That is interesting. So, for to preface, Fantasy Pros has Kirk Cousins at 15 and Trevor Lawrence at 16. Wow, they're way higher. Kirk Cousins, than I am way higher. I think I'd rather, I'd probably rather have Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. It's not close. That's that's not close. Trevor Lawrence or Baker Mayfield? I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor that's Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence or Carson Wentz? I think I'd rather that one's a lot closer. Is it closer for you too? A lot closer. A lot yeah. closer. Yeah. I They're back I'd, to back for me. I think I'd rather have Carson Wentz. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. That's interesting. I would rather have Trevor Lawrence. Who would you rather have, Trevor Lawrence or Matt Ryan? Could I rather have Matt Ryan? I'd rather have. I'd rather have Matt Ryan. You like? You gotta like the floor with Matt Ryan. Like yeah. You said before. Here's what. Here's one more for you. I'm just. I'm. This is just more out of curiosity than anything else. Trevor Lawrence or Ryan Tannehill? Ooh. I think I'd rather have. Oh fuck, that's hard though. I think I'd rather have Tannehill though. I th- yeah, I would rather have Tannehill, but I, that's very interesting that you said that that was close. I, that's very interesting. Just because ta- you have Ryan Tannehill who lost like half of his main offensive weapons in the offseason. You know, he lost his offensive coordinator also. Um, and you just don't know what the Titans offense is going to look like. And you know, well, you know what it's going to look like. It's going to be Derrick Henry. So you don't know how what kind of passing numbers Ryan Tannehill is going to put up. So 
I think that's just why it's close for me. But I, I still think that Ryan Tannehill is good. So I'd rather have him over Trevor Lawrence. Next quarterback up. I need a number. One, three, or four. I'm going to pick three. Three. All right. Yes. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, my. Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I'm not surprised that Big Ben is is a name here that, we, that we're going to be talking about. I mean, is Tua next? Like, this just seems like, you know, all of the, the guys that people have a lot of questions about uh, going into 2021, this is or going into this season, that, that's who we're talking about. But yeah, Big Ben is interesting for me. Um, you want to talk about shiny new toys. Uh, Big Ben just got Najee Harris in the first round. He'll help. And he'll, he'll really help. help. He'll really help. Uh, the Steelers were able to retain Juju Smith-Schuster. Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson are there as well. Um, I really, I really like the supporting cast with Pittsburgh, and I think that the real thing with Big Ben is that he's old. He's gonna he's gonna break down as the season goes on. Um, that's just that's just how it is. He was drafted 17 years ago. That's a lot of years ago. That's a lot of years ago. Some of our listeners were only, hopefully, some of our listeners at their youngest were were one years old. Because you should some of them be, maybe weren't even born. That is horrifying, freaking, gross, that terrible. Is, I know. Horrible. I'm going to throw up. Me too. Me too. BRB. Um, it, with, with Roethlisberger, he's an interesting case because he's a top, he's a top 20 option for me. I have him at 19. I, I'm always on the Ben Roethlisberger train every year. Here's why. This is a guy that pe- people obviously are going to remember the end of the season that he had where he was not a top 15 quarterback from weeks 11 to 15. People are going to remember that. And and fair enough. Fair enough. But to at least start the year, here are his finishes going up to week 10 before the slide began week 11. Finished. QB 11, QB 16, QB 14, QB 11, QB 24, QB 21, QB 18, QB 7, QB 4. Yeah, I think what I would what I would suggest with Roethlisberger is he's not a guy. He could be a great guy to pair with Trevor Lawrence, a great guy to pair, because I think he's going to be super, super, super reasonably priced where if you want to pick him up late, you absolutely can. I don't think there's going to be a massive queue to be, you know, going and selecting Ben Roethlisberger. But he's definitely a guy where if you're looking for a steady floor, low ceiling week to week, but it's going to get you, say, 250 yards, a touchdown or two, maybe he'll get you a rushing touchdown here or there. Then, you know, then you're, you're then we're talking about something. But I think at the he end of the day, rushing, he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown in three years. Oh, there you or go. Two Perfect. years. He has scored a rushing touchdown since 2018. Perfect. 
But if you're looking for someone who's going to give you just a, a, a consistent enough floor and it's not going to wow you, but you're looking for safety, Roethlisberger's your guy. But if you're looking if you're looking for someone that has just a huge upside, Roethlisberger is not that. He's not that. Here's the crazy thing about Big Ben. Looking at his stats, if you just looked at his touchdowns to interceptions, he had 33 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions last year. Yep. But I but, bet you... I bet you his yards, I bet you he threw for under 4,000 yards. He most certainly did. He threw for 3,803 yards, Yikes. which is his career low if you take out his injury injured uh, 2019. Even in 2015, where he played 12 games, he threw for more yards. Jesus. But, but he had his uh, second most attempts in his career tied with 2014 with he had 608 uh, passing attempts, but he only threw for 3,800 yards. My advice to people that want to draft Ben Roethlisberger draft him at a price where you are okay with dropping him. If need be, that's the advice. Yep. All right. So we have one and we have four left. Okay, let's just go with one. One? Beautiful. You picked Tom Brady. I I take I take it back. You picked Tom Brady. Well, we're gonna have to talk about Tom Brady anyway. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady. You okay, Adam? No, I am not okay. <laughs> so, Adam, your thoughts on Mr. Brady. Well, I have a lot of thoughts. But Pull your share. I mean, a lot, a lot of them are well-documented on this podcast. Fair. Um, whatever. He, he has a good supporting cast, and that helps him. You know, he, and that's it. And I, that is, yeah, that's, that's it. That's what helps him. They, and they were, the Buccaneers were able to bring back all their starters. Literally all of them. Which is ridiculous. Literally all of them. All 22. Um, and it should help Tom Brady again. And the offensive line is really good also. And it's really good at keeping him upright. I mean, Tom Brady took took like only 21 sacks last year. He just doesn't go down that often either because he, he has a very quick release. And... Um, and also, like I said, the box offensive line is good. And Tom Brady knows that he's not going to have to do it all. And he's like, I can just throw it to Mike, throw it deep to Mike Evans or Chris Goblin or even Antonio Brown. And he's going to have OJ Howard, Cameron Brate, and Gronk back in addition to Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I'm sure he's And now Giovanni be- Bernard. And James Gio Bernard, White. the new James White, the new James White, and so yeah, he's going to have a fine season. I think people people are going to draft him as a starter, especially after last year. Do you think he throws forty touchdowns again? Well, I hope not. I hope he throws for no touchdowns and fifty interceptions. But I think he's probably going to throw for at least thirty. Okay. Well, he's being drafted right now in the seventh round. That for me is horrid. That's a little high. 
that's re- he's going above Joe Burrow. He's going above Jalen Hurts. He's going above Matt Ryan. I don't know if I'm drafting Tom Brady at that price. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think I am. Now, name value obviously goes into a huge part of this. Obviously, the defending Super Bowl champions, I, I, I get it. But the seventh round for a quarterback who is 43 years old, I mean, I just tend to stay away from older guys at, at, at that price. I mean, I told everyone last year, stay away from Drew Brees. Stay away. And look what happened. Drew Brees just did not deliver and now he's riding off into the sunset never to be seen or heard from again thank goodness well you're the only one that's not how that's actually happy about that because i I know many that are thrilled fuck drew Brees. fuck him but you're just projecting your own your own insecurities about the new orleans saints and sean payton fuck him (laughs) fuck him and fuck him i'll give you a triple okay but i think at the at the end of the day if you could tell me you can get Brady in like the ninth round, I'm okay with that. But I'm not drafting in the seventh round. No, no way. No way, not a chance. But he has all the weapons there. He has all the weapons there. He has the volume. So I see the argument, but I'm just not doing it. I'm sorry. No, I, w- I wouldn't either. Even if, if I was an objective non-Jets fan who had a high opinion on Tom Brady, which I am not, but if I was, I, I probably wouldn't draft Tom Brady in the seventh round. Fair. I wouldn't. Fair. All right, so we'll touch on this one really quick before we go on to the running backs. You had left number four, which number four happens to be your guy, Zach Wilson. I love it. Oh, Zach Wilson. Zachy Poe. Um, a lot of things I said about Trevor Lawrence, I can probably say about Zach Wilson. Um, besides... Although I think that Trevor Lawrence probably has a better supporting cast um, at this point in time, but you really do like the position that Zach Wilson is in where he has uh, a really good offensive line. The running backs leave a bit to be desired. Um, It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, how Michael Carter looks in camp and compared with Michael Pirine probably and then how the, the wide receiver situation uh, pans out. And also, I mean, tight end is a position that needs to be filled also because Justin didn't draft anybody. So I guess we're just going to keep Ryan Griffin and Chris Herndon. Fair. The man with the hands of stone, Chris Herndon. <laughs> I'll say this when it comes to Wilson quickly. He's a top 30 guy. I wouldn't be drafting him in redraft. In keeper leagues, he definitely has appeal. Uh, dynasty, dynasty leagues. You know, he'll be in rookie drafts. If you're in startup drafts, you know, he'll probably he'll probably fall in the middle of your draft, most likely. I like him, uh, it, it just depends on how much you trust the New York Jets. Do you trust the New York Jets to actually do the right thing with one of their quarterbacks? Me personally, I don't. I don't. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I in my lifetime, the Jets have ruined. Well, ruined is kind of a kind of a strong word but the jets have not done a lot to help like four quarterbacks nope in my lifetime nope they have not so although i mean chad i don't know chad pennington got injured so that that wasn't like the jets fault necessarily but you know with mark sanchez colin clemens sam darnold 
it's it doesn't help geno smith it it doesn't doesn't work all right so we're going to narrow these down we're going to go now to three for each position so we are now at the running backs so adam once again pick a number one two or three i'm going to pick three three javante williams new denver bronco running back who is now going to be splitting time with melvin gordon well, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, I guess. That's what Kenny Chesney said. Kenny Chesney's a great guy. Yeah, I don't think he's the first person to say that, but... In my mind, he is. But yeah, I I don't know. I think that the Broncos like Melvin Gordon, but I don't know how much they like Melvin Gordon because they drafted Javante Williams. I was going to say... But I, I, I don't know what the timeshare is going to be. I think it's probably going to be 60-40 in favor of Gordon. It might be 70-30 to start. You got to remember, they still have Royce Freeman there as well. So if they're yeah. just so hell-bent on using a committee, they could just go with Freeman, Gordon to start. And then if Javante Williams impresses, which he should because he's a human battery ram then Javante Williams gets more work and then more work and then more work. And, you know, you, you see what you get. Uh, Javante Williams is not a top 40 running back for me, at least to start in redraft. He's someone that has late round upside, someone that is really a, a stash and hold sort of deal. You're not, if you draft him, you better not be looking to cut him right away. I would not be drafting him. I think he just has be his more value, at least to start sitting on your waiver wire. But if you, if you are debating, you know, whether to draft a second defense or if you have, um, if you think you have enough running backs or receivers, think about drafting a second tight end when you have Travis Kelsey or something like that, just take Javante Williams, take Javante Williams and hold that. That's the best uh, strategy that at least I can give with uh, a rookie running back who has to beat out two guys in front of him. Yeah, I think it's just one of those deals where Javante Williams is probably going to get underdrafted. Not undrafted, underdrafted, just because people are going to be like, oh, who is this guy? Or he has, he's like third in the, on the depth chart. But, I mean, if you're in a keeper league, you're going to be drafting him just because you're not going to you're, – you're, if you keep him, if he turns out to be incredible, like James Robinson, for example – you're you're not going to spend a lot of draft capital to keep him. So it's like a, it's good. It's good value for that. But I, I agree. I don't think he's a top 40 back at this point. Number one or number two, Adam. I feel like I'm at an eye exam. I, I went to the eye doctor only a year ago. I'm not supposed to go back for another two years. I'll give you, I'll, I'll say this. Number one, the, the options are not good. Oh God! Uh, number one, beautiful. You've you've selected Josh Jacobs. Well, I liked Josh Jacobs. I still like Josh Jacobs, but I don't like him as much as I did before. I just don't know. It's just not. It's not a good situation. No, no, it is not. But but I will say this. I saw Josh Jacobs going in a in a mock in the seventh round. Well, that's incredible. 
That's incredible. Wait, wasn't that Armok? No, it wasn't Armok. It was actually it was a live mock with actual human beings. Oh. Where Josh Jacobs was going in the seventh round. Well, that says a lot. That says a lot more than just robots and us. I I I like that. I would even be okay with Jacobs in like round six, late round five. I think that's okay. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I've started to come around on Jacobs a little bit because I just I struggle. I really, really struggle to believe that the Raiders are just going to kick a guy into a committee that they spent a first round pick on no more than two years ago. I, I just I struggle to believe that that's exactly what's going to happen. Unless there's something that John Gruden and Mike Mayock see that we aren't with Josh Jacobs. Well, they see a lot of things that we don't see. Some of them may be real. Some of them may be not real. True. Very true. I think that, yeah, where we drafted Josh Jacobs, where he was our like third running back or fourth running back even, I mean, that's a good spot. If you're not relying on Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And he's going to fall in drafts. If you're not relying on Josh Jacobs to be your guy, then he he could be a really good pick because once the chips fall where they may, where you're, you're in a situation where, Oh, Josh Jacobs is actually the number one running back. Kenny and Drake is just there for the inevitable injury that, or something like that. Then yeah, Josh Jacobs will turn into a really good value pick for you. And you're going to have to like fight with yourself over lineup decisions on a week to week basis, because it'll be hard to, to keep Josh Jacobs away from your from your starters. I'm so happy you said that, Adam. This is what I want everyone to understand. When you say that you have too many options, that's a great thing. That's a fantastic thing. If you're sitting there on Sunday at 11 o'clock setting your lineups and you're struggling over who to start, that's great. It's when you know who you're starting week in, week out, because you have nobody else on your bench that can feasibly come in and play. That's when you have a problem. Josh Jacobs is that kind of guy where he can come in and like Adam said, hit the nail on the head when he said this. And you don't have to rely on Josh Jacobs. That's perfect. Perfect. And if you can get away with that, bless. So Josh Jacobs or Kareem Hunt? Hmm. I think I'd rather have Josh Jacobs because I I'd think rather Kareem, have Jacobs. Kareem Hunt's situation is more defined in the committee, and you know that it's going to be 50-50 or 60-40. Agreed. I would I would rather have uh Mr. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or Miles Gaskin. I'd rather have Miles Gaskin. <sighs> that's really that's tough. They're back to back for me. I'm going to say Jacobs, but close. Josh Jacobs or Najee Harris? I think I'd rather have... It's funny, in Fantasy Pros, they're back-to-back. Najee Harris is 18, Jacobs is 19. So, I would rather have Jacobs. I'd rather have Harris. It's close for me, just because... You know, the offensive line for the Steelers. Najee Harris is really good. I could definitely eat those words and I'd be I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't it wouldn't be like too big of a misstep. Fair. All right, one more. 
Josh Jacobs or J.K. Dobbins? I'd rather have J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Yep, for, for me as well. And now this goes into our last guy talking about for the running backs, and that is Miles Sanders. Can you imagine if it was just J.K. Dobbins? That would have been funny. No, please. <laughs> Miles, Miles Sanders in a really difficult spot in Philadelphia. They brought they've brought in two running backs in the span uh, in a span of basically a week in Kenny Gainwell and Your my son, Carry on Johnson. Carry on. How amazing is it going to be when Carry on Johnson runs for two hundred and seventy five million yards against the Giants? Will it be amazing when when Carryon Johnson runs for 255 million yards against the Cowboys? Yes, absolutely. It's my son. I root for my children. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Miles Sanders is in a tough situation. Really tough. I I don't know. I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but Miles Sanders is in a tough situation, and I don't think that I don't think that you're going to be. He's not a top fifteen option anymore. In that, oh that, no, yeah, oh no, 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 he's not. Nope. And even then, he was on the fringes. If he, if he was by himself, he would be in the fringes. But now, with Kenny Gainwell and Carryon Johnson, he is he's probably borderline top twenty. Hey, Adam. Yeah, bird. We have some breaking news. We need to divert for two okay. seconds. Jack Eichel has come out and released a statement I did saying this. that he's been a bit upset with the Sabres since his injury. Chris Drury, bring him to fucking Broadway. He literally said the Sabres wouldn't let him have surgery on his herniated disc. Bring him to Broadway, Chris. Do the right thing. Please. Okay. Back to regularly scheduled programming. Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs? What in Je- what in the name of Jed Lowry is going on here? <laughs> it's from Greg Kaplan of Blue Shirts Breakaway, the, the number one Rangers podcast. Great, great, great podcast. Great people over there. Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs? Uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs for me. Yeah. Miles Sanders or Cam Akers? Come on, Bird. It's Cam Akers. Thank you, Cam. Mile, here's, a, here's an interesting one. Miles Sanders or DeAndre Swift? Two guys I do not like. Well, I don't... I think I'd rather have DeAndre Swift. I'd rather have DeAndre Swift. Yeah, that's easy. Just because who else is there now? Right. Adrian Peterson's gone. Kerryon Johnson's gone. I mean, who's the backup? Who's your handcuff for DeAndre Swift? Bo Scarborough? Yeah. I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. Right, exactly. Here's one more. Miles Sanders or or Chase Edmonds? Guys in very similar situations. Yes. I'd rather have Sanders. I would rather have Sanders as well. Okay, so we are in the uh, we're in the same boat. 
on that one. All right, so we move on to the receivers. Adam, you know the drill. One to three, sir. Okay, I'm going to pick one first. One? Yeah. What a great guy you are. What a great guy. You picked Coop. Coop. Amari Cooper. Oh, that Coop. That Coop. Not, I not, was thinking not Cooper of Cup. Cooper Cup. No, I no, thought no, I was thinking Cooper Cup. Not, no, no. Coop. Coop is Amari Cooper. Coop okay. Cup is Cup. Fair enough. But I think um, what a lot of people are struggling on a little bit when it comes to Amari Cooper is why the hell is he being drafted at the end of round four, early part of round five? Makes no sense. It really doesn't. Makes no sense. This is a guy who's going to get you 1,100 yards in his sleep. This is someone that you're go- that you should be drafting in the third round. He's a third round pick easily. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Give me Amari Cooper over Julio Jones. Easy, easy. Oh my, that's not close. Really? You know Amari Cooper's gonna play. Yeah. And you don't know where Julio Jones is gonna be. I've been told there's a 50-50 chance that Julio Jones is realistically traded. Oh, your source is Peter King too. To sign their draft class. Yeah, Peter King said that last week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, it, mm, I think, I think I would, I think I would actually have Cooper over Julio Jones. It's closer than than you than you say. Just because. Well, for me, it's close. Just because. Julio Jones could be dealt somewhere. If there is a 50-50 chance that Julio Jones is dealt and he's in a better situation, like, I don't know, just random team. I Zach Wilson with the Jets, let's say he goes there. Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my God. Or that. Baltimore. Julio, Rashad Bateman, and Hollywood. The same offense. You know, you got something there. Every play, four verticals. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like a track meet. Like you literally, yeah. I don't understand why people are not drafting Amari Cooper higher. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We go through this every single year. Amari Cooper is slept on every single year. Who would you rather have, Adam? Amari Cooper or Mike Evans? I'd rather have Amari Cooper. I'd rather have Amari Cooper. It's not close. Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin. I'd rather have Amari Cooper. I'd rather have Cooper. Not close. Amari Cooper or Kenny Galladay. Well, now I'd rather have Cooper. Cooper, that's easy. That's easy. Just because Kenny Galladay had had a severe downgrade in quarterback. Amari Cooper or Robert Woods? I'd rather have... Uh, Robert Woods. I'd rather have Amari Cooper. Is that also not close for you? It's closer. Closer. Amari Cooper or Terry McLaurin? I'd rather have McLaurin. I'd rather have Terry. They're back-to-back for me. Back-to-back, but I'd rather have Terry. He should be drafted as a top-15 receiver. 
Should be drafted as a top 15 receiver, and he's being drafted as a top 20 receiver. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. It's not a joke. It's good value. If you're drafting, if you're drafting now within the next month, do me a favor. Take Amari Cooper. Please. I beg you. I beg you. Get him now. Because I can guarantee that come draft time in August, September, when drafts are really in full swing, Amari Cooper won't be drafted as a top 20 receiver. He'll be drafted as a top 15 receiver. I can guarantee it. Guarantee. Yeah, I don't know why you'd be drafting now, though. Well, some people are. Some people are. All right, so we have one. You picked one. So we have two or three. I'm going to pick two. Two? You've selected T. Higgins. As if we haven't talked about T. Higgins enough on this fucking show. Why did you bring it? Why? Well, because we had a ton of questions about T. Higgins. He was one of the guys we had a lot of questions of. Okay. And mainly resembled around the same the same thing. What why don't do you, you see in T. Higgins? <laughs> why do you Why do you guys hate T. Higgins? Why do we hate T. Higgins? I think I, I, that's the question. Why do we hate T. Higgins? It's because he's in a crowded uh, wide receiver room. It's because he's being drafted amongst guys like Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Brandon Ayuk. Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. That's a disgrace. That too. That's a disgrace. T Higgins, is, T Higgins is no more than a top 28 receiver, and he's being drafted amongst guys in the top 20. That's he's a, a good, joke. He's a good receiver. He's just not, like, incredibly good. I think he can be incredibly good, but he's in an, op- At the he's, moment. He's in an offense now where he's got a three-headed monster. And again, I, I said this. When we were to- when we were talking about the Bengals, I may have said this last week. I I, I have no idea. I, I just do so much shit involved with in talking about T Higgins. It just makes me lose my head. But when the Cowboys drafted CD Lamb, we saw Amari Cooper's stock go down. We saw Michael Gallup's stock go down. Why? Because people were so nervous about this three headed monster. We have another one. We have another one. What makes this three-headed monster any different than what Dallas has? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no. You're right. And and really, it comes down to the people that were so down on Amari Cooper because, oh, he's in a three-headed monster, are now loving T. Higgins. I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. I'm I'm surprised you didn't pull out the inherent Cowboys bias card. Because maybe that – I don't I'm know. Be- I'm better than that. It's very easy for me to say because it's the Dallas Cowboys and everyone hates the Cowboys. That's very easy for me to say, but I just choose to stay away from that because I am a radio professional. It's what I do. But I agree. Um, I think that this three-headed monster in Cincinnati is not going to do well for, for T. Higgins. And I think that maybe before the Bengals dra- drafted Jamar Chase, it would, it would be understandable – it wouldn't be, you know, defensible. It would be defensible to draft T. Higgins as a top twenty receiver, maybe. But now I just don't see it. Now, 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 no, you can't defend that now. T. Higgins or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk, Ayuk, easy. T. Higgins or Galladay? Galladay. Galladay closer. T. Higgins or Tyler Lockett? I think I'd rather have T. Higgins. I'd rather have Lockett. Well, I figured you. I figured. I figured you would. Why is that obvious that I hate T. Higgins? Yes. <laughs> T. Higgins. Pretty obvious. T. Higgins or Odell. Ah, uh, 
I'd rather have, I mean, where he's going, I'd rather have Odell. I'd rather have Odell, period. Period. I, I would rather have Odell over T. Higgins. That's not close. T. Higgins or Cortland Sutton? I think I'd rather have T. Higgins. I'd rather have T. Higgins. I, I unless the, rather, unless I the Broncos trade for Aaron Rodgers. Unless, then we have to go back and we have to revisit this conversation. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Uh, one more. T. Higgins or Juju? Juju. T. Interesting. I'd rather have Higgins. I would, I would rather have Higgins. All right. So then the last guy that we did not talk about on the list before we jump into tight ends. My favorite boy. What kind of a cursed name did you pull out of this list? This is actually one that we got a lot, a lot of requests for as well. Okay. Adam, you're going to love this one. Corey Davis. Oh, I love it. He's a great guy. He's been, he's number one receiver. Draft him as number one receiver off of every board. Number 84 on the field. <laughs> number 84 in your program, but number one in your heart. Damn straight. What a great guy. What a great guy. Um, so basically, a lot of the questions that came in were about when I had said that I've scaled back on Corey Davis. And people wanted to know why I, I, I said that. I'm saying it because I'm managing my expectations. Corey Davis is coming in. It's a new offense, a new regime. He's working with a rookie quarterback that, quite frankly, I don't expect much from in year one. However, Corey Davis also has unreal upside for where he's being drafted. He's being drafted right now outside the top 40. We've seen him have really good games in the past with Tennessee. Obviously now not in Tennessee anymore, not with Ryan Tannehill. He's in a completely different situation. However, he is going to be the focal point of this Jets passing attack. He's going to be the number one receiver, which is all I've ever wanted from my boy Corey Davis, was for him to be the number one. And now he's going to get that opportunity with the rookie quarterback that I would expect is going to lean on Corey Davis pretty heavily at times. Now I will say that I just hate the fact that he's in the AFC East. I hate the fact that he's going to be matched up with Travis white twice a year. I hate that he's going to be matched up with Xavier Howard slash Byron Jones twice a year. And I hate, 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 hate the fact that he's going to be matched up with Stephon Gilmore twice a year. But, but, there are other games outside of that where I think Corey Davis, if you're drafting him as a top 36 receiver, if not top 40 receiver, he's not a guy you're starting every week. He's a guy you're plugging and playing based on matchups when you're waiting and seeing what it looks like with Zach Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, that's like a third of the season, though, that he has to go up against those guys. Sure. Very true. Just about a third of the season. So it's daunting. It, it's, six, it's daunting. Yeah. It is. Um, I, yeah, I like Corey Davis for the Jets. I'm not a fan of him for fantasy at the moment, just because I'm disgraceful. I don't know. Disgraceful. You've turned your back on my son. Disgraceful. I, you didn't even let me finish. I agree with what you're going to say, or I agree with what you said, but I'm not, I'm not as high on him because I just don't. Uh, 
I've I've been I'm not ready to get hurt again by Zach Wilson or just by the Jets in general. That's fair. You have a sensitive heart. I understand that. I've been through many many rough breakups with quarterbacks where it just hasn't worked out. Fair. That's fair. All right, you want to move on to the tight ends? Let's. All right, let's hit let's hit these quick. Pick a number, one to three. Three. You've picked Logan Thomas. Um, hmm. I like Logan Thomas. He's not like, I don't know. I don't have too much of an opinion on Logan Thomas, but uh, didn't the, the football team draft another tight end? Or they brought in another tight end? They brought in another tight end, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Adam. When they lost their true number one tight end to a division rival. It's true. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. He still never scored a touchdown, did he? Adam, if he scores a touchdown in Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys, you will hear nothing but Jeremy Sprinkle on a podcast. I'll have to take the week off. He'll be he 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 is very close. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that's disgraceful. But he's the modern day Logan Paulson. Wow. Really? The modern oh, no, day. No, no, Logan, Logan Paulson? Paulson. Logan Paulson is the OG. He's the first. He's our first love. But we've we've needed to replace that love with somebody else. And we've replaced him now with Jeremy Sprinkle. All right then. But yeah, I think I mean I like Logan Thomas. You know, he he is a quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who does like to throw to tight end to his uh, tight ends. And um, he performed really well last year. So I think that, I mean, I think he's good. I wouldn't, the thing about Logan Thomas for me is that he's ranked 11th on fantasy pros right now. And you know, I'm just not a fan of that. Actually, he's ranked eighth in Fantasy Pros right now. And frankly, you know, you're ranking him ahead of Kyle Pitts, Robert Tunyon, Mike Kosicki, Irv Smith, Evan Ingram. I I don't agree. I like Logan Thomas as a top 10 option. I do. Um, I would just say that the conditions have most certainly changed in Washington where you have Curtis Samuel now in the fold. Uh, you are bringing back J.D. McKissick, who takes up a lot of the passing targets, Terry McLaurin as well. Washington wants to go for a more balanced balanced approach on offense, so you might see a lot, lot more of Antonio Gibson toning the rock. Of course, the, the other side of that coin is it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, gunslinger Ryan Fitzpatrick made a star out of Mike Kosicki in Miami. So could he do the same with Logan Thomas in Washington? It's quite possible. It's quite possible that he does. I like him as a top 10 option, but he's not someone that I just hold in, you know, elite, elite regard. He's just, he's like another one of those guys to me. Yeah, I agree. Gunslinger Fitzpatrick. Gunslinger Fitzpatrick. One or two? Two. Tyler Higby. Well, you got to love Tyler Higby. 
I absolutely love him. Absolutely uh, love him. You're going to be getting him at a value. I mean, no Gerald Everett anymore. He has Matt Stafford as his quarterback now. I like Tyler Higby a lot. Adam, I will give you $1,000. $1,000 without looking. If you could tell me who the number two tight end for the Los Angeles Rams is right now. Literally, I will Venmo you $1,000 if you could tell me who it is. Man, I really want $1,000, but I have no fucking idea who the tight, who the number two tight end is. Is it... I mean, I think of like random journeyman. Is it Jace? Is it Jace Sternberger or is he still with the Packers? It is not Jace Sternberger. It is Bryson Hopkins. That's, I, yeah. Bryson Hopkins. Basically, Tyler Higby's job security is pure. Take Tyler Higby as a top 15 tight end. Easy. He's someone that you could draft late. And I think he's going to be terrific. He's just someone that is in this Rams offense that is so much hype, yet he's not being drafted that highly. I'm shocked. You know how incredible Ty, uh, Tyler Higby's job security is? You want to hear uh, Bryson Hopkins' career stat line? Please share. Nothing. Nothing. Jesus. That's... He's played five games and he has nothing. That's horrific. Well, can't wait to see Tyler Higby steal the show. Okay, so we have number one and then it is time for us to say goodbye. And the guy that we have left is... Adam, you want to take a guess? You want to take a guess on who it could be? Um, I'm going to guess. I'll give you $50 if you get this right. Is it OJ Howard? It is not OJ Howard. Okay. It is Cole Komet. You know, it's funny. That would have been my second guess, probably. Second or third guess would be would have been Cole Komet. Cole Komet. My second guess probably would have been Zach Ertz. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. I actually really like Komet now with Justin Fields, knowing that there's a stable guy there for the long term for the Chicago Bears. I actually like Komet a lot. Now, I'm not drafting him as a top 15 tight end, but as someone that has, you know, absolutely huge upside. Yeah. In keeper leagues, love him. Because when Jimmy Graham walks at the end of the year, you have Cole Komet now as your number one tight end in Chicago. Golden. Yeah, I agree. Golden. I really do like Cole Komet. I mean, I'm dra- I'll draft. I'll draft him as a top twenty tight end with upside. Yeah, I mean, you're not drafting him as a starter, but you're, but you really do like him for his upside, like you said. Yeah, you're drafting him for the upside. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was fun. This is a nice little twist on the on the traditional mailbag formula. Yeah, that was super, 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 super duper fun. And uh, like Bird said, you won't hear me on the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show until next week. 
but you will hear me on the Vanilla Basement Talk podcast where Bert and I will be talking about anything other than football, probably hockey. Because, you know, lots of hockey. At that point, you hope that David Quinn is fired and Jack Eichel is traded to the New York Rangers for Brendan Smith. One for one. That would be poetry. Actually, you know what it would be? It would be Jack Eichel for Brett Howden. One for one. Oh, yeah. Trade Brett Howden. That'd be sick. I don't want to get, I, I take that back. I don't want to get rid of Brendan Smith. It would be Jack Eichel for Brett Howden. Perfect. Perfect. That's, that's, that's exceptional value. Yep. I think it's a fair trade. I agree. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes under the Basement Talk Podcast umbrella wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host Ed Birdsaw, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye.